Good morning, my dear brothers and sisters. I want you to know that I'm not using these familiar terms lightly. I use them because scripture pictures God's people as a family. I use them because I'm thinking of our dear departed brother Marvin Martin, whose celebration of life will be held here on Tuesday morning. The church as a family was Marvin's favorite description of the church. I use the term brothers and sisters because I want to speak to you today candidly, lovingly, pastorally. I don't even know all of you, but I still feel very protective of you as a pastor and as a brother in Christ. So if you're visiting today, welcome. This is going to be a different kind of worship service perhaps than you expected. If you're a regular here, I hope you will view today as sort of a family meeting, albeit a monologue where older brother is acknowledging family challenges, but appealing to the family to relate to one another with compassion and forgiveness, with patience, while not denying or minimizing family issues. My foremost purpose in today's message is to paint a picture of the kind of church your elders believe God is calling us to be. I hope you will be patient until I get to that. And my method is based in God's word where he tells his people to remember, to forget, and to listen. In fact, this fall, while Pastor Stan is on sabbatical, those of us who will be sharing on Sunday mornings will share a common theme, that of listening. I'm looking forward to listening to what God will say to us as the church, his children, his family, through each of the speakers. And by the way, I am indebted to Matt Jaderston, our Director of Young Adults and Digital Ministry, for the title for today's message and for the main scriptures that we will look at today. You see, Matt was supposed to be preaching today, but Matt and Betsy's son Henry became very ill this past midweek and on Friday afternoon had to have surgery to drain an abscess in his throat and remove a severe infection. I'm sorry, that may have been TMI, too, too much information. But I just wanted you to know that's why you are stuck with me today. And oh, by the way, Henry bounced back like a champ and actually got to go home yesterday, two days earlier than expected. So praise God for that. So let's get to the scriptures and see what the Lord is speaking to us. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 addresses forgetting. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. There are times when God calls his people specifically to forget and not to dwell on the past, but to go forward. But before I go forward, 
I want to give some context to these verses. The prophet Isaiah wrote these verses to Judah and Israel, God's people, after God had delivered Judah from the hand of the king of Assyria. But it was God who had brought the king of Assyria to lay siege to Jerusalem because his people had not lovingly, obediently fulfilled his covenant laws for worship or for treating or how to treat one another and the foreigners among them. They had not lived according to God's word. And so God sent the king of Assyria against them. And then he delivered and comforted them like a parent who has to discipline his or her child. These words of comfort and command to forget the things of the past and go forward, which I believe God is also speaking to us as a church, are not to be taken out of context. Where we are as a church presently is not a happy, happy celebratory time. We're not ignoring the events that have brought us to this point. This is not pretending in the sense that, oh, nothing is wrong, or come on, everyone, just get on board. These words are being taken by your leaders as a time for deep introspection, individually and corporately. We are spending extra time in prayer these days, with called days of prayer and fasting. We're having deep discussions about the culture of our church, the culture of session, and we are pursuing a vision of fostering greater loving relationships, of deeper discipleship, and of consistent, devoted prayer through which we can draw closer to God and to one another. Though I believe with all my heart that Eastminster has long been and still is a good church, a great church. If you have history here, you know there are times when we have not consistently lived up to these things, especially perhaps several times in the past 20 years or so. But we want to. We want to be a sincerely loving, disciple-making, praying church. This is one of the things that J.R. Briggs is coaching us on. And I believe this is the kind of church that you want to be part of too. Getting there, however, requires time, hard work, and a process, a process of prayer, of individual and corporate repentance, of study and listening. Yes, to you, our members, but also and especially to the Holy Spirit. It requires a process of personal and corporate introspection, of evaluating our structure, our teaching, our practices, seeing where we line up with the Word of God and where we do not. And this will take time. Time to evaluate what got us where we are today. Not so we stay stuck, dwelling on it. Rather, it is a time of seeking God to see what he is doing here and to recommit ourselves to follow 
his leading. Remembering. Deuteronomy 4, verses 9 through 13. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow and then wrote them on two stone tablets. These are the word of Moses. After Israel had come out of captivity and had received the word of God, but they had wandered in the wilderness because they did not move in faith to possess the land that God was giving them. In these words, Moses exhorts the children of Israel not to forget, but to remember. He calls them to remember two things in particular, to remember God's mighty acts on their behalf and teaching these things to their children. And secondly, to remember and revere the very word of God, which he had given to them in his covenant with them in Sinai. We are not moving away from the word of God. We have neither forsaken it nor forgotten it, but neither have we always lived up to it. That goes for me, and I'm pretty sure it goes for everyone in this room. So, we are reviewing not only our processes and practices, but also our theology and our doctrine. On Saturday morning, October 1st, Elder Ben Davis is going to be teaching on Genesis 1 through 11 and other topics. I encourage you to come. Ben is a serious Bible student and has a real teaching gift. And we are listening. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about listening. Most of you are familiar with the story of the boy Samuel, who had been conceived in his mother Hannah's womb after she experienced several years of barrenness. She promised to dedicate her son to the Lord if she conceived. Well, she did conceive, and so she took her son Samuel to live with and be trained by the priest Eli. After ministering for several years under Eli, a time came when God spoke directly to Samuel. Samuel thought Eli was calling to him in the middle of the night, so three times he goes and wakes up Eli to ask him what he wants. Let's pick up the story in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. 
So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. This is what God calls all of us to do, to listen for his voice and leading, whether it is in his word or by his spirit, who, by the way, never contradicts the written word of God. While he is on sabbatical, Pastor Stan is listening to the Lord. I believe Pastor Stan is someone who sincerely tries to listen well and hear the Lord speak. And he is trying to listen to the Lord even more closely while he is on sabbatical. None of us, none of us listen or hear perfectly. We make mistakes. We come to wrong conclusions and actions. My goodness, I've heard that there are actually people here who love cats. You knew that was coming at some point, didn't you? But seriously, this is a time that we are seeking to listen and discern the Lord's leading. We're listening for the correcting and confirming word of God to us, seeking this more diligently than I have seen since I have been here. So pray for Pastor Stan and pray for your session elders to hear the Lord, discern his voice, and to lead well. The wisdom literature of Proverbs 18.13 says, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. That is wisdom for every area of life, for your career, for your relationships with your friends, your children, and especially with your spouse if you're married. And it is wisdom for a church. And that is why we are listening and really do want to hear from you. There were two sisters who were friends of Jesus. Martha was a servant, constantly working, and Luke 10, 39 tells us that Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Lord, there is work to be done here. But listening to you, hearing your voice has to be first. I want to grow in my listening skills listening to other people, but like Mary, especially in listening to the Lord. Can we all make that our prayer and our practice? Finally, the half-brother of Jesus, James, wrote this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You notice that James did not say, don't be angry. He said, be slow to become angry. If we go on to verse 20, it tells us why. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. There is such a thing as righteous anger. 
There are injustices in this world that we should be angry about. In a family, sometimes family members irritate and hurt one another. We are a family, brothers and sisters, and this happens even among us. And anger is not necessarily a bad thing. It depends on what we do with it. I pray that all of us will refrain from gossip, from slander, or even public criticism, and instead channel those energies into constructive feedback to and prayer for your leaders. Be discerning, but pray. Now, I know I've dropped a bombshell on you. I'm sure some of you are sitting out there listening and thinking, what in the world is going on? What has happened? I know how you feel. Many years ago, Gail and I visited a church one Sunday joined the next and learned the following Sunday that the pastor had been asked to step down. That is not the case here. Hear me, that is not the case here. My wife and I have been part of church startups that did not make it due to internal strife. We were members of a church larger than Eastminster that does not even exist today because it imploded. Churches are full of people and leaders who are imperfect and fallible. But to his own glory, God works through such people to bless this earth and achieve his purposes. The most precious treasure on earth, the glory of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ is kept in cracked clay pots in sinful, mortal, frail human creatures like us. So don't put your ultimate faith in men. Don't put your full faith in any man or woman or you will be disappointed. Put your faith in Christ whose church we are. Let me get a little specific here. I hope you'll forgive me, but I believe the Lord would have me do it. Mike Jaderson, our former director of youth ministries. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Even if you're a regular here, you may not be aware of the past many months and some of the difficulties that they have brought, and I'm not speaking only of COVID. We've seen the resignations of a beloved pastor and of two other beloved staff members, but I want to assure you these resignations are not related. There is no common thread between them, but people cannot help but wonder what's going on. So, Mike Jaderston, our former director of youth ministries, got an opportunity at Friends University to become the assistant campus chaplain. It's an opportunity that he and Kelsey did not think they could pass up. And if you heard him speak a month ago, you know that he and Kelsey are still members of this church, will still be attending, and Mike will even be one of our guest preachers this fall. Joseph Weimer, 
was our 11 a.m. service worship leader and college student leader. Joseph and his wife, Lindsay, are from Western Pennsylvania. They had been praying about starting a family soon, and Lindsay got a great job offer in Pennsylvania near their families. So that is why they left for the job and to be close to family when their children come. Neither Mike nor Joseph stepped down from their positions because they were trying to get away from someone or something. Both received a call to something that appeared to them to be the direction that God was leading them. Pastor Ben served this church well. He is loved and appreciated. We believe God will use him mightily in ministry again, and we are praying that he finds the right place. Ben reached the conclusion that he needed to move on for reasons that I cannot tell you, not because I'm trying to hide things or Session is trying to hide things, but because it would not be appropriate for Ben or Eastminster for us to share them. But all of these things, both the good things and the sad things, have been used by God to get our attention. What is he saying to us? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. I want you to know, no one asked me to give this message today. None of the staff or elders or deacons knew I was going to give this message. I didn't know I was going to give this message until little Henry got sick and it became clear that Matt needed to be released this weekend to minister to his family. I just could not shake the belief that this is what the Lord wanted me to say. And I'm sure I haven't said it perfectly. But I hope I've said it in a way that God may use to facilitate some healing. I hope and pray we can all see and grasp the vision for the kind of praying, teaching, discipling, serving, loving church that I firmly believe God wants us to be. Through our recent difficulties, God has our attention. So speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. After the service ends today, elders and others trained in prayer ministry are going to be coming down front for anyone who wants to pray. If you have a need, if you're sick, if you're hurting in some way, I hope you will come forward and let someone lay hands on you and pray for you. And maybe, just maybe, some of you will come and pray for the elders to discern the mind of Christ and lead well through this time. I believe with all my heart, they want to. Let's pray.
Father, in the life of every church, eventually comes friction between brothers and sisters. That's natural to some extent. But we mustn't bite and devour one another. Instead, help us to listen to what you are saying about who and what you want us to be and do. Help us to work through our mistakes, learning and forgiving and correcting. We want to be about your kingdom business. We want to be loving well and serving well and discipling well and praying fervently for your will to be done at Eastminster and in Wichita and through our mission partners around the world just as it is in heaven. Throughout the next few months, show us what to forget, what to remember, and how to listen well. And Lord Jesus, be with Pastor Stan and Nancy and bless them by drawing them even closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen.